Back in the 70s, board games and improv theater had a baby, and it was called the role-playing game. These games allowed a generation of kids to live out their dreams of slaying dragons and saving kingdoms, all while sitting in their bedrooms and basements. Today, gaming has moved into the cultural mainstream, and role-playing games are back with a vengeance. Join us now as five of these former kids come out of the basement and onto the internet to experience adventure, mystery, and obscure pop culture references. It's time for Roll for Combat. Hey everyone, welcome to Rule for Combat. I'm your GM and host, Steven Glicker, and in this week's special episode, we are celebrating episode number 100. That's right, episode 100 of Dead Sons. I don't know whether to laugh or cry that we're still playing Dead Sons, we're still in book 5, and we're up to episode number 100. At this rate, we're probably going to finish at around... Hmm, I'd say around episode 130 or so, it sounds like. I'm going to guess around there. But here we are, episode 100. It's one of those things you think about, because when I was doing the numbering of the episodes, I had three digits. Because I'm thinking, you know, when we get to episode 100, I want to make sure I have enough room so all the other episodes have been like 005 or 058 or 072. And now we're actually up to 100. And wow. I do promise you we're not going to go to 200, though. This is going to end, because we are moving along. Now, for episode 100, I wanted to do something special, but I really couldn't think of anything. And it was right during the holiday week. No one was around. I was thinking of doing something like a special recording. Someone had a really good idea doing a side adventure with Hiroji. I actually like that idea a huge amount, but... The coordination to get that ready in time for this week was impossible, but I wouldn't be surprised if you see that in the near future. A side adventure of Hiroji, because he's still alive, he's just somewhere. Where? We'll find out. But out of sheer coincidence, this week's episode lent itself to a special episode perfectly. You see, in our episodes, we kind of have three different modes of play. We have our, like, BS part, where we just sit around and just talk about fantasy football, or movies we've seen, or television shows, or friends we're seeing, or just talk about what we've been doing. Like, that that's really just us talking and sitting around and BSing. There's when we're actually playing the game, which is obviously what you're here for. But then there's something in between where we're doing something like playing the game, but we still have downtime. And we rarely have that. And whenever I have it, I almost always cut it out of the episode. But for today, I figured I'd all give you guys a little bit behind the scenes and show you what it takes to actually build an episode and to give you an idea of like what we're like well when we're not actually playing. So you're going to get to listen to us not only play, well, you get to listen to that every week, but then you're also going to listen to everyone as they're leveling up their characters. And that is actually, well, I think pretty cool. It is not us sitting around talking about our fantasy football teams, which we often will do for half an hour, which I think will probably bore the crap out of most of you, but instead you're going to hear what it's like when we're just sitting around talking to ourselves, 
making jokes, talking about movies and TV shows while we're leveling up our characters. So the format of this episode is the first half is exposition and then figuring out what's going on and, you know, actually playing the game. But then the second half, they actually level up their characters to level 10. And I recorded the whole thing. And you can actually listen to them as they're leveling up their characters, what decisions they make, what spells they're going to take, what special abilities they're going to take, and so forth. I think it's kind of a fun behind the scenes. You also get to hear what we're kind of like in real life. And as you're going to hear, we're a lot more relaxed than we are when we play. There's not quite nearly as much infighting and so forth. Because some people think that our characters and the way that we treat each other in character is how we treat each other in real life. That's not true at all. We're all really, really good friends. So I thought you'd all like to get a behind the scenes and kind of hear like what it's like when we're actually just playing. But off the clock in a way. I will say I did cut some aspects of this. There was a 10 minute discussion where we were talking about television shows and eh, I didn't want to get too off topic. I mean, one of my actual favorite podcasts is the Jimquisition. And in his podcast, he talks about video games, but really he talks about 40 to 45 minutes about stuff. And then he talks about 15 minutes about video games. And I didn't really want to go that far off. I mean, I like him, but I think it's an acquired taste because if you want to listen to video games, this is not the best podcast to listen to because only about 20% of it is actual video games. The rest is just him and his life and his friends. And I didn't want to go totally off the rails because I did that before once and people didn't really love it. So I'm keeping it kind of on topic. So again first half you're going to actually listen to us play the game second half stick around you can listen to us level up our characters you can also hear how we're scheduling for next week what time it is what we're doing and so forth but if you really really want to hear the completely off topic material let me know i'll post it maybe i'll do a special episode i warn you it is really really off topic it's just friends sitting around talking about geek stuff that has nothing to do with starfinder or pathfinder or dead signs or role-playing whatsoever anyhow i just want to thank everyone who stuck with us for a hundred episodes i promise you If you make it all the way to the end, I'm going to have something special for everyone. That's right. I'm going to figure out some way to celebrate the final episode because now I kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel. Also, in real life, we're much further along than what you're listening to. We're actually months past when this was recorded. This was recorded back in June, just to give you an idea how far back this was. And we're way past this. So I definitely see the light at the end of the tunnel in real life. It's going to probably take about two or three months for the podcast to catch up to what we've recorded. But I promise you, it's going to be a big old ending that everyone's going to celebrate. Because getting to the end of the Venture Pass should be a big deal for everybody. So once again, thanks everyone for listening. Let me know if you have any ideas for any special episodes. I'm going to try to do that Hiroji episode. But if you have any other ideas, let me know. I'm, uh, I'm up for something unique and cool that, you know, now we're running out of episodes. We have less episodes coming up than we already had. So we're running out of time. If you want to do something cool in this universe with these characters, start throwing out ideas and I'll see what I can do. But with that, let's get to this week's show. 
Last we left off. A lot of things have been happening. You managed to get here, go on this planet, find there's a good AI, bad AI. So much has happened. You decided that you were going to help the good AI to defeat the bad AI. You decided to skip lots of the building and just went right to the big bad boss. You went right to Malice. There's a whole bunch of areas that didn't even bother. You're like, screw it. We'll go right to the big bad, even though you're barely alive. You fought the big bad. You barely killed Malice. I don't even remember how you did it, but you did it. I did it. It was very touch and go. I don't think you guys have anything left. The grenades mostly gone. Spells gone. Everything's gone. Anything you had is gone. And now you healed up. And now the room is there for the taking. And there's some dead bodies in front of you with loots and gear right. and stuff. So now is now is the time to rip them apart and see what they have inside of them. They're like loot pinatas, is what we call them. Uh, we took ten minute rests already, or no? Bob Marquis is playing the human envoy, Rusty Carter. Yes. Yeah. yeah it looks like we loot. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna. Uh, you guys want me to? I, I'm looking at this 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 layout. Can can I see over the guardrail, or is that type of uh, a wall? John Stats plays the Vesk soldier Mo Dupinski. Is that a wall all the way? There's downstairs? a wall, basically. Yeah, I mean, okay. if you see, so it, I can't a, see this room. No, there's a corridor that goes down the stairs, and then you can see the room. It's been okay. so long. I'm gonna actually, I am gonna actually read you the description because I don't even remember what it is. The northern door of this chamber opens into a raised platform. Oh, then what do you know? You can. That overlooks various panels, light, and a buzz with digital activity. Screens flicker with schematics of the many pieces of technology that control the Kashili megastructure, while others show views of legions of small robots repairing and maintaining massive mechanisms. There were shadows in here, but you killed them all. And way in the other room, you can see a circular dais occupies a second raised platform in the eastern end of the room. Yeah. Okay, so we can't see over this railing. That's what it, it is, apparently. I Actually, am... I say you can. You actually can look over the railing. I was wrong. So yeah. you can see what's going on. We just had this big fight in here, so I don't think anything's going to jump out at us. Uh, Rusty, do you need to heal uh, before... Uh, we get any further? No, as I said, I did a 10-minute rest already. So, Okay, but I see, like, your 20% meat damage. Okay. Uh, well, I, I am lightly a... damaged. Uh, do you have any healing potions on you you can give me? Uh, yeah, I have healing. Well, we got the spider. Spider will do, uh, I think it's Great. 3D8. I'll take the spider. I'll take yeah. the spider. Take the spider. And I'm going to take a uh, healing serum for, I'm sure, what will be one point of damage. You're taking another one? Yeah, well, I've got 10 points of damage on my character. Okay. Uh, I am going to roll 3d8. Hey, I got a 4. Okay, there's only 11 charges left on the on the spider. So, Oh, it's not 3d8. Nice. It's 4d8 plus 4, Bob. Okay, I will add a d8 plus 4. Yeah, you like that roll. He's like, I'm yeah, not re-rolling. Yeah, he got a, he got yeah. a 19 on Oh, is that how that worked? Well, I'm just trying to be helpful. I mean, oh, he's on. like, I think you should re-roll that from script. Okay, we'll be nice. We'll let you... You know what? You you have so few hit points. You're probably just gonna heal on the three D. Let's see. I'm near you down. Oh, he's good God! Yeah, he's not that low. 
He is. He barely has any hit points. Watch. I healed you right. 19. I didn't even give you the plus four or the extra D8, and you still overheal. Uh, which I've rolled twice now, but I'm not seeing it show up. That's okay. Oh, here it comes. You got All a right, six. There we go. Great. That's fine. I'll take it. I overheal you six. There you go. Hey, how about giving me my four? Oh, I'm sorry. There's no trickle down. Oh, whoops. Did I hit you with So four? mean. Yay. Okay, Whoops. good. That was a mistake. An honest... That's an honest mistake. However... Can Tuttle heal... Uh, to roll a fortitude save for the spider. Oh, Rusty. Can Tuttle heal the uh, uh, robot at all? Or are you out of your healing? He did one heal. He did one heal. Um, well, sorry, I was a little fuzzy on this. Can I use another resolve point to do another heal on him? Jason McDonald is playing the Ahsoki mechanic, Tuttle Blacktail, and his drone, Cheddar. Yes, definitely. Yep. And I'm going to do that. I'm going to do a Mark 1 healing serum for myself, because I'm down like six points, just to top myself up. Or not, but the... Okay, you spend 10 minutes. Cheddar heals 22. You heal two. I get two! You already used your regenerative blood, by the way. Yeah, that was I for the, ten, that. the official 10-minute rest did that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I gave you that. Um, All right, you guys want me to go down here first? Because I, I, I am just, I'm, I'm wary of, of this. I want to search the, I want to get the loot. Chris Beamer is playing the tiefling technomancer, Akiro the Just. All right, search, well, how about you go? How about you All go? Right. You know what? I, I trust your uh, greed, Akiro, uh, more than... Uh, Mo's perception. My perception is bad, so I, I'll, I'll stay up here. Well, I'll, I'll start just looking at these bodies that are here, the ones that are the cultists. Yeah, we can do that. Alright, yeah, we'll go through the bodies. I don't think there are any bodies down below, so... So, yeah. Uh, sorry, I'm just catching up. They all up. came up here. Yeah, they yeah, all, yeah, came, they up all came up here. So this is what happened. If you remember, you were fighting three Oblivion um, Shade Spawn. They're dead. They left nothing. You killed Malice, who is the Shade Spawn Mystic. If you remember, that was pounding on you with mind thrusts, rays of exhaustion, the Pearl Force Disc, my favorite of all. And you get nothing. You get nothing, good sir. Yep, called that. Two hunger cultists, some of Akira's old buddies who he, oh, killed, yes. he killed, dead, are now hanging out. They have pretty much what you they all had. They have, let's see, Golem Forged Plating 3. That's the heavy armor. Two of them. And, of course, they have grim trophies and weapon spikes on them. They each have a liquidator disintegrator pistol. You said three of those? Sorry. Two liquidator pistols. Two, not three, two. Four batteries, ten charge batteries, two incendiary grenades, Mark II, and two centered longswords. Those are nice. Advanced melee level seven. That's it. So two armors, two pistols, four batteries, two grenades, two longswords. There you go. Well, clearly I need new armor. I mean, I need better than what I have. It's heavy armor. Damn it. Because I have the best armor and I want it better. Hmm. Forgot about that. Uh, I will take the grenades because that's my dharma. And I think I threw about six or seven or eight grenades in the last fight. But otherwise, I don't care about anything. 
The liquidator cool. pistol might be an upgrade on my secondary damage. So, I mean, I, I maybe take one, but it's not a, hurt, a hugely urgent thing. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll hold on to one for now, too. With the other pistols? Okay. Yeah. Um, just taking a look at this armor. What are you looking at? I'm looking at this armor. Yeah, for you, you might be able to wear it because it is uh, Golem Forge Plating 3, and you can wear heavy armor. It's plus 10, plus 12. And I don't know what you have right now. Any? No, I got better. Yeah, you got better? Okay. Yeah, yeah, plus 13, plus 15. Well, there you go. But it's and worth a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Centered Longsword, that is 2d8 advanced melee. There's only one person you can use that, buddy. Mo. Yes. A new sword for you. Look at that steel. The ribble of steel. Um, what? Do... <sighs> it's a cent- centered longsword 2d8. Yeah, centered longsword. Oh, yeah. It's actually in Discord. Does it have any, uh, let's see, uh, things in it? Like Magic? Cards? Nope. All right. Nope. All right. So, I mean, we'll just leave the other Level stuff. Seven. Nice. Well, actually, we can put it in your bag of holding, right? Oh, yeah. Everything goes there. Yeah, you can just put all the stuff in the bag of holding. That's fine. The arm of holding. The armband of holding. So, that's all you can really find um, so far. So, meanwhile, there are lots of computers all blinking and making lots of sounds and sights. I suppose we should go investigate the, like, the theoretical evil AI in the next room. Check in this little nook. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Uh-oh. Right, I probably walked into a trap, didn't I? Rusty. Hello. Rusty's way in the rear with the gear. Oh, there he goes. There he goes. I'm there. I'm in the room. Uh-huh. Sure you are. Sure you are. I was still looking at loot, thinking it should all be mine. Well, you it can have it. Is. It is yours. Yeah, yeah, I really don't care. <laughs> I mean, you took all the good stuff, so. Yeah, um, but I did that last time, not this time. As you walk in, on top of that little Diaz... The form of the evil AI, Eldreth, appears, and he looks at you, and let's see, Eldreth says, Oh, you might have defeated the minions, but I will kill you all in the name of the Devourer! You are too late, too late indeed. And all the computers start whizzing to life, and you start seeing code flashing across the screens at lightning speed. What do you do? Most run away. I'm going to try to, like, see if I can hack in and do something to stop it. Yeah, me too. too. I was not doing that. This is tech. There are three computer terminals in the other room that you can see where you can access. One in each corner. I'm going to take one. I'll take the override. Find the override. override. (laughs) I feel like when in doubt, the middle one's a good choice. I'll take the left one. Okay, so if you're going to take the left one, I'll put you in front of that. So that's the left computer. Activate manual override. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. Rusty, what are you doing? Are you trying I to I was assisting someone? Dr. Tuttle, so I, okay. I, I do assist. All right, hold on. This is a fairly complex um, item here going on. So, uh, let's see. Laser ready. Tuttle jumps in to the... Uh, Mo is like all the way across the room. Mo jumps down. Sorry, not Mo. Uh, Tuttle jumps down in front of the computer screen, and sure enough, you see like like things are literally being rewritten as you're trying to log in. Like you can tell that he is rewriting the code um, desperately, very quickly. And 
Let's see. Rusty, since he doesn't speak the language at all, and I will say he kind of helps, although he rolled very well. He rolled 18, so I'll say it's a help. And Tuttle rolls a 9 for 31. I did not roll yet because I'm using an ability that I have. that It's once per day. It's called Certainty. Okay. And it just gives me a plus two to one skill check one time a day. whoop de hoo Okay. Right, so this are is a gonna, plus. Are you going to roll? Yes. Okay. So that's wow. a 30. Nice. Uh, Kiro rolls a 30. All right. Wow. I backed the right horse by assisting Dr. Tuttle. Excellent. <laughs> I'm so glad you said that, Rusty. Because you see those words? Well, grab a fork and start eating because you are wrong. I'm (laughs) Okay. Akiro is able, because he fluently speaks the language, can go in and understand what is going on and sees the code being rewritten in front of his eyes. And he is able to spot and disable the uh, the code that is uh, trying to override the whole system. Tunnel, on the other hand... Oh no, don't undo what I've done! <laughs> on his system, tries to, uh, tries to uh, do what uh, Akiro did. Here's the good news. The good news is you did not set off the countermeasures... But the bad news is that you, um, actually give me a perception check, Tuttle, first. Okay, let me see what I can do here. Ah, 21. Okay, you actually did not see the countermeasure in time, so it actually will explode in your face. However, don't you have something that allows you... I have a mechanic skill that I believe lets me, uh... That should have. I think it actually should have let me passively detect it. Or let me double check. Oh, okay. That. Yeah, double check how it works because this is a combination skill check, trap, slash. There's a lot going on in these things. So, and there's different rules depending if you can speak the language or not. So, um, let's just tell me. Just and, and I know you have that ability. So just tell me what that ability does, and we'll go from there. Sorry, I'm jumping into Hero Lab real quick here. Ah, yes, hack directory. No, it's not a passive. It's when you. Fi- Okay, I can attempt. I can. Uh, I can immediately become aware of countermeasures that are activated due to your failure. Then you can select one of these countermeasures and attempt another computer check to prevent it from activating. Hmm. Okay. Um. I will say you can do a computer check to try to prevent it from activating. Oh, that's not fair. <sighs> all right, you prevent it from activating. Um. That that sucks. Um. All right. Well. Two computers down, one to go. You see the one in the corner flashing. Before I got your eyes, it. I got and this. And you're like, and you're like, oh no, oh no. Oh, sorry. Actually, you're only to able to disable the um, the uh, title. You're able to disable the trap, but you weren't able to hack the computer. And actually, you can see what he's trying to do. Yeah, it kind of goes back to I just didn't do it, as if I hadn't got into the system at all. Right, right, right. You actually did get in, but you disabled the uh, the trap, but you were not able to actually disable the code that he's rewriting, and he's trying to make it permanent so that he is free and the good AI is trapped forever. Assist me, assist me. I got, I got. All this. right, fine. I assist Akira. 
Oh, Kiro's gonna do it instead? Well, I mean, is he getting a minus because he doesn't read the language? Maybe. It gets a little easier each time. I have assisted Akira successfully. All right, I'm gonna do it. Is Tuttle gonna assist Akira? I'm gonna, I'm gonna cast Comprehend Languages. Oh, oh, there you go. That's smart. <laughs> he refuses. He refuses well, I, to assist. Uh, oh, well, Rusty and I deal, deal with this one while he's casting that. So that's 32. Good. That's pretty good. 32. You good. do it. Nice. Again, you're like, oh, yes. Two for two. <laughs> <laughs> ah, we did it. The two of us were a perfect team this time. But hey, you know what? It seems that I'm the only unifying force in the one that's working. Yes, Tuttle, you get, get the last one. I'll assist you. Yes, the one in the lower left corner of this uh, area. That's the last one flashing to life. And the uh, the bad AI is up there. Oh, come on. 37. Nice. 37. I, 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 I auto assist. It's auto assist. Uh, make that a 39. Let's make that a 41. 41, 41 all day. 41. Wow. So if you don't need the language, the DC is actually 39. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's only yeah, 29. Most standing, you know guard, most standing guard. He's, he's vigilant here. Mo, you're okay. doing a fabulous job. You keep that up. <laughs> Oh, I really wanted the trap to go off. It did a ton of damage. Oh, Mo is, it, it Mo is standing there, and he, he hears click, 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 click on the keyboards. He's bored. He doesn't see what's going on. Yeah. So Mo's playing Tetris on his phone. Okay. <laughs> this is what you hear. You hear the clicking of keys as the mouse is furiously typing as fast as he can. And it's one of those really clicky keyboards. So you just hear, oh, I can do it. Mechanical. Like, mechanical clue. Okay, like I that. just want to know that I'm able to see like a visual space that's going on on the screen, like Hackers or Jurassic Park, where he's moving into it on the screen somehow. Uh-huh, uh-huh, sure. Lawnmower Man style, where yeah, he's like merging with the computer. Uh... Don't merge. Hack the planet. Much. Hack the planet. <laughs> Hack the planet. <laughs> Swim to the dolphin. All right. So you, you go in and you hack it. And then the bad AI starts screaming. He's like, no, no. As, as Tuttle hits enter and he, he gets dissolved and teleported into the computer. Hey, John, it's in the computer. In the computer, I know how to get those files. And then Ostep, the good AI, appears. Empty recycle bin. Yeah. <laughs> and she is, she's like, oh, oh, thank you, travelers. With Eldrith returned to his containment, the gate of 12 sons is one step closer to being safe from the predators of those marauders. Ah, now I have access to the gate's full sensor suite. I can detect that some of them are still within the system. Give me one second, please. And she starts, like, closing her eyes, and you see her sort of, like, accessing systems. And she says, oh, they're within the core facility of Gates 2 Controller Moon, an underground facility where my colleagues could adjust the gravitational pulses emanating from the planetoid center when necessary since my inception as an artificial intelligence physical presences have been unnecessary in those facilities with the exception of standard maintenance robots of course her form then flickers but for a moment it seems as though the marauders have briefly taken over some of the robots 
to help them with their quest. I'm completely locked out of those bots programming, and it's only a matter of time before our enemies retrieve an intact control board required to repair the controls that open the Stellar Degenerator's demi-plane. You must stop them. Okay, so we need to not let the bad people do the bad thing. Pretty much, yep. So what you have... But she's basically let you know after she looks at everything. I'll give you the Cliff Notes version. You successfully defeated the bad AI, and now he's trapped. And now the good AI, she managed to hack the systems and sees that the other, other half of the force looks like, you know, the leaders of this cell. This is actually the, this is it. These are like the main guys that you've been chasing forever. And they are on moon number two, um, or gate number two, as they call it. These 12 moons, sorry, 12 worlds or gates. You're on moon one now, by the way. So Uh moon two, all of them are lifeless, but actually all the controls are deep, deep inside the moon itself. And it's all automated by robots. This was the only one that actually housed uh, humanoids and plant and life. All the other ones are dead, and all the controls were inside of the moon itself. They're there, and it looks like they are just about ready to open up the demiplane. The only thing preventing them was that there was some circuitry damaged, and so they went to that moon to get some secondary circuitry to repair it, and then open the demiplane and release the Kraken. I mean, release the Stellar Degenerator. So wait, they want to. They're, they're going to come back here to do that, the demi plane, or oh, I think we need to go to moon. No, they're two, they're, they're going right? to do it in that moon, second second gate moon. Yeah, gate two, moon two, number two. We have, they're, they're trying to do a number two on number two. They were trying to do it here, but the but the uh, it was damaged, so they took what they needed here and went to gate number two, and they're going to do it. Okay, the supposed good AI is not able to block them with its software powers. I take. No, because she has no physical form and she can't control the robots. So there's nothing preventing them from going in and physically taking out a circuit board. We need to right. stop them after yes. we're done. Anything else in this after compound that might be useful yeah. to us? Well, there's two other rooms that you never even explored. So. I know, but I mean, yes. I wanna, I'm asking yeah, the but... AI if there's anything that she knows of. That's, That's oh, you're asking true. the AI? The AI should know what's going on in those other rooms. Ah, yes. I I can look in there if you wish. Yes, please. Yes. Can't you take control of this facility again? We put a lot of effort into allowing you to do that. Again, I can take over aspects of the facility, but I do not have any physical form. The manipulator robots we use for physical form, there are none left in this facility, which I have control over. They were all overridden. Just just take control of Dr. Tuttle. I mean, he almost got, you know, hacked just a second ago, as far as I could tell. Oh, no, he wasn't going to get hacked. The uh, circuitry was going to explode in his face and cause an electrical arc to singe all of you at once. You know, like they do on the Enterprise. But not most. Right. Um, can you disable any traps as we search the last of this facility for anything that could help us defeat these people? Oh, yes. I believe all traps and electronic countermeasure traps have all been disabled. Those nice. were being activated manually by the bad AI. So don't worry about it, those. It, and you were mentioning something about looking into those other two rooms uh, Yes, north you, of us? You, yeah, I mean, 
We yes, yes. Let's see. The, she like she says, hold on one second. And she looks into the room on the upper right-hand corner. She looks and comes back to him and says, ah, oh, yes. In that room, I can see there appears to be two modified maintenance bots and a female Yosoki with a medium construct. Huh? Uh, a, live, a live person? Like, a, is that a cultist? Yeah, yeah. You actually know who that is. You actually know who that is, Akira. Really? Who is that? That she's... is Zex. Remember Zex and Zaz, the the sadistic twins. There's a male and female Yosokis that are basically big into technology. So, and she says it looks like she's uh, this uh, female Yosoki appears to be working and trying to construct some uh, items from the spare parts in that room. Ooh, Doctor Tuttle, that's right up your. Clearly, we'll have to look into this. Yeah, it's in your and wheelhouse. Not just because Dr. Tuttle could use a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> what and about the other room? I don't know. She's room. evil. Which... Actually, I'm going to tell you about that in a second. Uh, the other room, there appears to be three cultists and a female half-orc, rather large. Oh, it sounds well, like we could That's another possible rooms. girlfriend for Dr. Tuttle, so that's great. Hey, excuse me? What's in that other oh, room? You said there you were was... dating. I just told you that's what's in there. Well, there's a yeah, third. There's two rooms. There's two rooms above us. Uh, Tuttle's a modern guy. He can do love, it. Love is love, man. I'm just saying. Well, the other, oh, that other third room, that's a closet. There's nothing in the closet. That's a closet? Yeah. All the loot is in the closet. Uh, what about the room that we're standing in? Is there any, like, uh, artifacts to grab and stash? Any loots? Any credit sticks happen to be on no. the counters? Oh. No. <laughs> God, we just killed the boss. Oh my gosh. We're all messed up right now. That's the problem. Yeah. Uh I, I I'm well, saying we can few, pass go ahead. There's a few things going on. First of all, she goes on to say, I can also provide you a map of the core facility. And in addition to the standard function, the underground structure was occasionally used by Kashili scientists to examine the effects of the megastructures gravitational pulses had on living creatures, sometimes experimenting on test subjects transported from this controller moon's various biomes. She also tells you, although she can't directly manipulate and affect that moon, she does detect nine organic life forms in the facility, as well as a few anonymous energy signals that she finds very confusing. In, in this facility or on the, the moon? Two no, on facility. gate two. On gate okay. two. Oh, okay. Um, does does she have control of the doors in this facility? Yes, I can open and close the doors at will if you wish. Can you lock them? Yes, I can lock them. However, I believe they are quite adept and would be able to unlock them without much trouble if, if they wish. However, both parties appear to be rather occupied with whatever machinations they are doing within those rooms. Uh, Mo votes to let these guys go and do whatever they're yeah, doing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that. That's fine. What do you guys think? I mean, it'd be nice if we could just, if there's traps in those rooms that you could set off. What can you tell us about the anomalous readings? Oh, the anonymous readings in the Controller Moon 2? Yes, I, I don't know. They're very confusing. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what those mean. Perhaps it has something to do with the creatures like those spawn you destroyed and perhaps they are giving off readings like that i'm not exactly sure but it's not a good sign i kind of forget what our point of being here in the first place was you know what like, well 
to get this, this was a point of access where yeah. somebody could take control of the uh, the the Death Star. So it's it, we had and to they make can't. Sure we, we know that they can't. Not okay, from here. This anymore. is yeah. I'll, I'll, this is it. You guys, this this is the stellar generator. It is able to literally kill a sun and then kill all life, obviously, with their solar system. It is so horrible that they hit it inside of a demiplane, and it is not accessible. Obviously, these people have insane technology because they managed to move 12 suns, 12 planets, 12 moons around this gargantuan area of space, and they all control opening up this demiplane and accessing the stellar degenerator. The cultists managed to get here, get to this moon, and they're about ready to open it. However, they just need a little bit more technology, and then they can open it and then access the stellar degenerator, which presumably they would then get on and hopefully somehow figure out how to use and then start killing everyone. So, bye-bye. Everyone. I have an idea on the anomalous theory, on the anomalous readings. Could those be Corpse Fleet guys? Because that's the one piece of the puzzle we haven't seen or heard anything from in a while. The I, don't have a, I don't have a skill check or anything to go with that. It's just I'm thinking out loud. Totally unknown? You have no idea. Yeah. But we have the coordinates. So we Okay, so basically the question is, uh, and I think Bob Wade and Chris, Jason, what, do you, do you want to pass up these two rooms to the north, or do you want to do a full clear? It seems like it's probably pretty safe to check them, so we might want to check them just in case there's anything else that we would find usable, useful. Wait, did he say that there's people in Jason, these rooms? Jason, we know there's a fight oh, yeah, in no, both of these there's rooms. There's enemies in those rooms. Yeah, there's enemies. Oh, I'm sorry, I misunderstood. Oh, they're yeah. not safe. <laughs> no, the room to the north has two maintenance bots that are corrupted, Zix and her uh, drone. Hey, title. Uh-huh. And mm. in the other... And the other one, the one to the west, has three cultists and a very large female half orc. I mean, I'm all for it. I mean, we're I'm we're kind of depleted. I mean, yeah, right? we're depleted. That's what that's uh, you're what totally saying. out of everything. You're totally out of everything. Mm-hmm. You guys can rest up. There's no problem with that. She can yeah. lock the doors and keep guard over you if you want to rest here. That's well, true. I thought they could just go right through the doors if they wanted to, though. With some time, and she okay. would be able to warn you well ahead of time oh, before okay. they, if they got out and then tried to enter here, she would be able to wake you up and warn you. I just don't think we got eight hours of, of we're not going to get eight, eight hours of rest. I, that's what I worry about. Uh, I believe we will. I think we need to rest. Yep. Let's, Let's head to the second moon and rest for eight hours on the way. We could rest here and then fuck these guys up. We have a ship. I think it's time to save the universe. Hero time. Yeah. Okay, I, I I'm ready to bug out. If they're if they're already working on it, we probably should get there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Time time is up. All right. The so essence. back to the ship yeah, and rest. To, we will tippy toe past these doors, and we're uh, gonna head out. Even though there's probably more loot. There's no loot in these two rooms in the bottom right. Correct. We Correct. we got it already. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Nope. We searched. That's not true. I thought we. All right. Uh, all right. So we're going to search. Well, we've searched the room that we're in. Correct. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's search this room. Yeah. Let's let's just search both of these two rooms. I don't know what to call 
this 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 one. Okay, well, yeah, they, we, we greyhawk to... everything that we've already actually conquered. Yeah, ha have okay, her lock well... those doors so that we don't get interrupted, and uh, then okay. we'll do a greyhawk on this room. Okay, you greyhawk this room. You look around. There's nothing left that you can take. This room is is taken care of, but some of the other rooms, I don't know how thoroughly you search those. This room we searched. I don't know what this room is. Where I am standing. That's the room with the computers. Yes. Those rooms are searched and there's right. nothing left that's usable. That room? You go back to the room where you first found the good AI. Yeah, I think we searched this one. Very. You searched that room and there was nothing useful in that room. How about in that closet? You search the closet. There's nothing useful in the closet. What about this room? Is that stairs going down? No. You search the room where the bad guy was. You actually found stuff in that room, if you remember. Actually, you found something. I, I uh, you did. found the Sovereign Helm, which Tuttle has. And actually, right. I forgot to tell you, you guys got something. I didn't quite say what you had. I said they're batteries. They're actually not normal batteries. I made a mistake. Those are Kish batteries. The they're three batteries at 20 charges? What are they? They're special Kish batteries. They're roughly wow. the same size as a standard battery, but the Kish batteries are translucent cylindrical objects bound by transparent aluminum alloy. They um, can be They're interchanged fashionable. with standard batteries used amongst the PAX world out of just coincidence. But these rare batteries also allow a creature to use Cassili artifacts with greater efficiency. If placed inside of a non-Kish item, it functions like a regular battery. But if you put it inside of a Kish item, it will recharge itself automatically over the course of 24 hours of use. What's a Kish that? weapon? I've never even... I want one of those. <laughs> Where does one find a Kish weapon? Um, you've found a few. I mean, there's a few really? things. Yeah, well, I, mean, I don't know actually if you have. But if you find anything of Kish make that uses batteries, it will automatically recharge them. We found a bunch of analog stuff. Well, you actually <laughs> found be, that... Um, yeah, the primitive well, you found the Sovereign stuff. Helm. You found yeah. the Sovereign Helm. And that Is that Kish? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's kind of cool. And then there was the entranceway. Um, oh, really? Where, full where I am? Oh, over here? Yeah, you guys actually never searched it. You guys like went in oh. search, and then right. left. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's hockey. do a search on our way out. Oh, now you search it. Okay, you find in the corner two Kish hover bikes. You find really? yeah four Kish spacesuits, three temporal disruption grenades, and a Meyer disruption pistol. How about that? It's so oh. two Kish hover bikes. Four. Oh, Mo has got a hover bike. Oh, does Mo have a hover bike? Come that on, Rusty. Very, uh... Get on. <laughs> All right. So wait, four, two Kish hover bikes for what? So yeah, the hover bikes are sleek, skinny vehicles that float on cushions of anti-grab energy. The driver sits on the front and two seats um, uses triangular yoke to steer while the passenger holds on to his own safety bar. So yeah, it can hold two people. And um, they're they're pretty cool. Yeah, they're pretty freaking cool. So you can sort of zip around. They are five feet wide, 10 feet long, two feet high. They go, let's see, 30 feet 
and but it can go as fast as 65 miles per hour, which is 500 wow. feet. That's nice. It makes sense that should go to our best pilot. Well, be there's there's one left. Don't worry. There's one oh, left. That's mine. There's two. Oh, no. No, no, no. The, 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 the other one's already gone. Moe's on that one. Oh, Moe's on <laughs> <laughs> Like, jumps on it. He's like, this is my hog, baby. <laughs> <laughs> what? There is four. Okay, read off the loot again. So two Kish hover bikes, four Kish spacesuits. Those basically are just spacesuits, but they're designed for Kish, um, you, know, mm. you know. Right. What else? Grenade? Yes. Temporal disruption grenade. Wait, what? How many of those? Three of those. And what's the pistol? These dis temporal disruption grenades, they are worth 2,900. They wow. explode, stun for one round, fort negates. So here's what they do. Disruption grenades work in a way similar to the rifles and pistols. Temporal disruption grenades, on the other hand, slow down the rate of subatomic movement, halting those affected by it for a short period of time, but not otherwise damaging those within the blast. The radius of dis and it is, let's see, um, disruption of a grenade is reduced by 10 feet if it's used in any plane other than the prime material plane. Used in the drift, those caught in the blast radius can roll their saving throws twice and take the better result and half the damage taken or negate the secondary effects. Item level 10, they cost 2,900 each. They're very useful. And you said there are two yes. of those? There's three of them. Three those. of those. Wow. Great. So one of you can get one as well. That's great. I don't want one. I'll take one. Well, I was getting a bike. Uh, and I'll, I'll take the other two. Temporal disruption units. And there is also the minor disruption pistol. This is a Kish weapon, by the way. A minor disruption pistol? Small arm. 7,500 level 7. Does 2d6 sonic damage. Rains 40. On a crit, it staggers somebody. And you can also use a, you can also boost it for extra damage automatically using more, um, I think, energy. Is that better than what you have, Huddle? Might be. It is, yeah. The one that I have is currently is 1d8. And it does oh, yeah. deficit, it does deficit much which better. isn't nearly yeah. as useful. And it fits the battery thing. Yeah, it fits the battery, yep. Boom. I think that's, a, I think that's all you. Well, if you don't mind me taking that, I'll take that as an upgrade. Upgrade. Go for it. Yeah, it also has built-in boost. You can charge the weapon with a special property as a move action. And if you do, you increase the damage by 1d6. So we'll do 3d6 instead of 1d6. But that's kind of already the same as my mechanic ability, too. It doesn't use, true, but it doesn't use any extra um, battery power that you use. That it's way. just a move oh, action. Oh, wow, that's nice. Yes. It I also like multiplies on a crit. Nice. Also nice. Okay, so I like this. Sixty-six instead of <laughs> instead of uh, forty-six. So it's pretty good. Pretty pretty good. That is good. So those you find in that room, plus you have the three dead guys, and they have all that stuff. They have golem forge plating, more liquidator disintegrator pistols, more batteries. Sither longsword, which Mo actually already took. Actually, Mo's already using that. So, yeah. Uh, all right, all that junk goes into the arm. <laughs> junk. Okay. Bye, bye, right. junk. Bye, bye, junk. Everyone gets the junk. Yeah. So you missed that the first time around because some of this was sort of inside, and the hover bikes were actually outside, so you didn't see them. 
So, yeah, there's the two other rooms. Now, here's the thing. You guys feel stronger. You feel like you, if you rested, would level up. Oh, really? Uh, rested as in eight hours? Yes. Um, yeah. We should do that on the ship. We should do it on this ship. We, we, I mean, these other two rooms, like, even if we go to the ship, how, how the ship isn't very far away, is it? It's an hour away. And with okay. the hover bikes, you probably get hover bike. That's uh, that's not yeah. five <laughs> minutes. Hover bikes, you get there in like uh, ten minutes. Yeah. Okay. So we basically could just jet jet on over there on the bikes. Um. Uh. I guess. Uh. What? Um. I don't know if if can Tuttle ride on Cheddar riding on the bike or yeah, it, 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 it has a passenger seat. You guys, okay. have four of you, and then um, I guess Cheddar. Oh, Cheddar, Cheddar. Cheddar. Cheddar, but Cheddar has a saddle. Oh, how fast can Cheddar move? Not that. Not not not. Actually, five miles per hour. <laughs> can, can Cheddar just follow behind and like you know let us get a rest? And when he gets on the ship, you know, can we give um, Cheddar a tow? How, tow how far is his? Can you put him in neutral and we tow him. Yeah. How how far is his leashing mechanic? Are you gonna put him on like a, like a horse? You're gonna just like uh, attach him to the. Uh, to the uh, truck wagon and just sort of uh, have him follow. Can we, put, can we put him back in the null space while he's alive? Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, we yeah, can do that. Can. Yeah. All right, we're gonna put Cheddar in the null space. I'm, I'm thinking. Wow. I'm thinking of the movie. The I was thinking of the movie Vacation, where they tie the dog. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you guys leave and, come and back Edna. And all that's left is just a broken leash, and that's it. <laughs> we just put a just married on the back of our bike. Dinky. <laughs> like a bunch of cans. I think Cheddar held on for three or four miles. Poor little guy. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm trying uh, to see how much, um, how much, uh, what do I have left? What's that stat called? Uh, uh, resolve points. How many resolve points do I have left? Well, that's that's perfect. And now you don't need to resolve points. We're we're we're, we're we can go to the ship now. You have Cheddar's. three resolve points left, by the way. Cheddar goes in the arm. Uh, we might we might want to fight these guys then. No, 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 no. You have zero spells, Zero spells. All we have to do is spend a night on the ship, then we can swing by if we want, and... All right, do you have a level 10 character ready? Uh, yes, I do. Do you? No, I can I can roll a character really quickly. I mean, none of us are ready. Yeah, but I don't want to fight with you with no spells still, and... I got a gun, and I do have some spells. I mean, I know I'm very. There, there's brave. a good chance of these things bleeding into one another, and we, we're on the clock too. Frankly, I mean, it's it's nice to to do a full clear, but you know, you know, that's that's kind of meta gaming. We're on the clock. We're trying to stop these guys. So, yeah, but okay. I want you to get your spells. Let's spend a night, and then we can figure yeah, out I feel how. Like to, from a storytelling uh, standpoint, we would probably want to get on after the the big bad. Rather than yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Right we we I mean, now that's, know that's we have to point. rush to save the universe. I don't. Okay, I, I hate uh, cultists, Chris. Chris, I'm hearing that. three to one. I hate cultists. I may stay behind and kill them all myself. All right, great. Uh, You're staying behind. Right. Could you roll up a new character to join us for the next? I'm gonna leave my leave my hover bike here, though. No, you don't get your hover bike. <laughs> you you say a lot of things that you I don't get your hover bike. agree with. I don't know. We might have to figure this out. Who, who made you the boss? Uh, I, 
I'm on my hover bike. I'm, I'm commander of my, yeah, we, my vehicle we, we, here. We made the boss of we vote, and we all voted. Okay, so, Steve, here's my instructions. We're all getting on the ship. We're ordering the good AI to open the doors to let them out to kill Akiro about five minutes after we <laughs> Uh, Chris, Chris, all right, so you really want to fight the, these guys? I mean, well, all right. I mean, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to stop. You early can come then. back. You can come back. No, I'm just saying, like, I, you know, as a meta OOC, uh, if we're level ten, none of us have red characters ready. How are we gonna play? Well, I can do it in five minutes. It, it's yeah. very quick. Well, to, Steve to, would also have to. You load have it in Hero Lab, team. right? Put it this way: uh, it's, it's nine thirty. If you guys want to spend a little time, if we can finish it by ten, then we can play a little. It's really up yeah. to you. I, I mean, think it's that it's it's pretty early still. It's not like. Not, it's like ten thirty. I mean, trust me, we usually spend we usually spend half an All hour right. talking. I mean, Chris, Chris <laughs> so. we can't buy anything. We can't buy anything. Okay, we, yep. That that's not even an option. So like, I know, but up, like your character is basically time. you get more hit points and then you're done. Like I have like no, I'm, I have a thinking there... man's character. Oh god, damn. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, 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 yeah, oh dare exactly. You. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there I. Oh. All so right. Stock. Well, uh, ouch. Um. How dare that's you. fine. Let's do it. Let's 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 do it. Okay, so I'm, let's I'm, do it. Okay, I'm all over that. I, 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 do you guys mind doing that, Steve? Uh, no, I'm putting in. I mean, look, I have to put in new weapons and stuff. So while you guys do that, I got work to do. So I'm doing my own thing. I knew this was going to happen, so there really wasn't much I could do. I probably should have told you to make level ten. And I don't mind. And that's kind of my the, that's kind of my mistake. So. Yeah, I don't mind coming back to these two rooms if you really, really want to fight these guys. But I just don't no. want to do it. When I mean, we're I, I, are they? Our... No, definitely. Are they still part of the grand scheme, though? It looks like they're doing stuff no, here. Like, they're, what they're, are they they're doing? They're side quests. They, they, they're pursuing their own agenda. They're maintenance um, drones. They're the jan. They're janitors, basically. Yeah, they're little. Ha- they're literally just hanging out and just. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're. It's not like they're in communication with them? the other place. No, you literally skip them, and now they're not. That as far as you know, they might be, but you don't think so. Um, you you skipped them and went right, went right to the big bad. So, uh, uh, in theory, what you actually were supposed to do is kill them, rest, become level ten, and then fight Malice. But ah. you you guys did it at level nine. You guys are that crazy. <sighs> well, we, to be fair, we I didn't mean, really know one door or another is kind of yeah. like I mean that's just like we just sort of picked the door 50, and it happened 50, to be that. You know, yeah. no, well, no, yeah. I'm just telling you how it was written. It didn't matter. You guys were fine. Right. So uh, how much experience do we have? No, we're, we're becoming a level 10. You're level that's 10. All I, that's all I care about. Okay. I so, know. Just to uh, add to it. That said, I think we can still actually deal with the elements of we get on the ship and we head to the next place. You can do that too if you want. You can do either, anything you want. You basically are, and, go and back. Actually, Steve, are you able to handle us if we do that? For, for like, Can we get to the next planet? Uh, while well, you guys you are have working, to program, I'll do, I'll do work. I have to put it in, oh. but I can probably beat you. <laughs> I'll okay. probably beat all of you, so I'm not too concerned. Uh, the hardest so, part is words. figuring out how to give myself uh, experience points. I just found it. Well, that's what I'm asking. Yeah, how much? Under how much? Journal mi- general. How much gets you ten levels? Oh, for God's sakes! Just all right. Let me look that up for you all. I just put in like ten thousand, and then usually it's enough. Yeah, of course. We all become tenth level at seventy-one thousand experience. Cool. Someone should multi-class. Yeah, this is witch a perfect time to do that. Warper. There's um, a witch warper here. Biohacker. Yeah, I think someone should actually take uh, feats that are good with fighting robots. I don't see them actually. I'm pretty good at it already. Are you? Yeah. Well, I have electricity. I, robots don't like electricity. Uh, ability scores go up. Nice. 
Oh, that's right. That's the big one. Level 10 is a big level. Oh, yeah. Ability scores. That's right. Oh, wow. This is crazy. I can't believe this. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's funny. I actually, when Tuttle became an Aeon, I thought about taking Mystic or Technomancer just to kind of lean into his new cosmic nature. But I decided a couple level one spells wouldn't be worth it. Unfortunately, I also need to level up a character. I gotta do Cheddar! Mm-hmm. Oh, but, like, once you're in the uh, high numbers, it won't let you advance it too much, right? Yep, when you're either, right, you can, if you're in the high numbers, once you're over 18, it just adds one, so it's not really worth it. I'm telling you, you're never making level 15, so this is it. This is the last time you get to advance your um, character traits forever, unless you find something. What? Oh, it won't make me, it won't let me increase my strength. At all. At all? Not at all. Like, I have uh, 10 points of uh, abilities. My strength's a 22. If I click on strength, it says... uh, says what? You cut out. It says overspent 11 of 10. It costs 11 to go from 22 to 23. So that's what they do to stop you from... uh, No, you shouldn't be able to advance it. You just can only advance it by one. I, I did it. I, I did. Yeah, but you don't get a you don't get an one. increase going from twenty two to twenty three. There's no difference. It's exactly. Oh, you same. know what I did? Okay, you know what? Okay, so here. Oh, I. There's I no did point. It. Okay, I, I increased. No, 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 I, I screwed up. I, I, I. This is stupid. This interface. Okay, I clicked on the ability scores and not the ability scores advances, which is beneath that. Yeah. You scroll down. That's how you do it. Okay, so. And it only goes by one, so there's no difference between the 22 yeah. and 23. <laughs> it's going to be exactly the same. Well, that's going to be the case with a lot of my stuff, so... In fact... No, because if it's under 18, it goes by two. So a 17 oh. goes to a 19, 10 goes to a 12, and so forth. If you have 18, it'll only go to 19. There's no difference. Have any of us ever at any time run out of resolve points? You've come very close. So, no. You've come close. Well, it's no. That's all I heard. Do I want to be twisted and go up to 24 intelligence? Mm. Uh, try it first. Click on advance assigned. It, might it works. I could... God appears and smites you for your greediness. Lots of skills. Part of me wonders if I should take charisma just to boost my low. I'm ta- I, I, I mean, I have to boost one of my low stats regardless. I think I'll do wisdom as my low stat just because, you know, will saves are always a pain in the butt. Wait, what? Between the intelligence bump and the level, I have, uh, I have twenty skill points to spend. Yes. Oh my Probably. god. Damn. At least. <laughs> yeah, twenty-four intelligence. Uh, you're damn. asking for it, buddy. Damn. You're basically just point a put up put a point in everything. Oh, I get a new language. There it is. I've added Vesk as my second language. You should add the Kish or whatever. No, no. Uh, uh, Mo, you and I will be able to talk more. I thought about that, what I decided from a role-playing perspective. Rusty has decided that the Vesk are idiots, and he wants the option to be able to go uh, to the planet and yeah, con it's the, the, uh, the them. Vesk is the language of business. Sure, business. Yeah, and that's what I'm interested in engaging in. Wow, even Mo gets an uh, advance in language. I see what you mean about the uh, skills upgrade. And I'm done. Okay, what assist do I tend to do more than any other? Is it computers? Probably. All right. Or hey, Steve. Engineer, or engineer. Yes. Can I have a, a ruling on whether I'd be allowed to learn Kish as a language? Sure. You've been here long enough. You can figure yeah, it out. And you sense. have a 
24 intelligence. I think you're, uh, you can uh, pick it up. <laughs> it's true. And you're a god. Because I get four more languages. Oh my gosh. Just add them all. It, it is getting harder to find languages I don't know. <laughs> I literally know more languages than don't. I'm going to just take drow just to, for fun. You know what? Drow was an elective. I, I was never really going to use it, but I figured, you know, what the hell? I had an extra period. I might as well just take a fun language. So I took drow. That one I actually took as the as the ridiculous fun language was Kalo. They're like the, aren't they like the fit? Like those are the fish people. Oh yeah, they are. So why'd you uh, take Drow Tuttle? Oh, uh, there was a cute girl in the class. Oh okay. And I think I'm done as well. Checking. Oh, you guys are going faster than me. Uh oh. Well, Envoy. Oh, I'm gonna take Envoy. a while. Okay, I'm gonna take en- a while. Envoy is pathetic to to upgrade. I'm sorry. I forgot how spells work. They're not, they're complicated with the whole like variable level spells and stuff. Fourth level spells. Nice. First one on the list, animate that. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent choice. Uh, I'm I'm pleased to know that you're an ally of my people. Expeditious retreat. Mm -hmm. Do you want us to send you the characters? Do you want us to just kind of. No, send them to me. There's way too much for me to disseminate. Oh, again, I gotta do Cheddar. Cheddar's always a pain. Oh my god, there's so many good spells. Rewire flesh. What's that? Oh my god, there's so few things that matter for this character. Uh, actually, Mo's equipment is not going to be correct unless we go through... Let me see, hold on. Alright, I've sent mine. Yeah, actually, that sword is not an upgrade anyway. Yeah, my equipment will be fine. I can't seem to generate a PDF. Are you guys able to do that, or are you just sending a stat block of text? I just sent the text step. Yeah, because when I hit print, it goes straight to the printer. It doesn't give me a, a window to, to choose print to PDF. Okay, Steve, I sent a stat block of Mo. Ugh. All right. All right, Rusty's just going to talk to Mo and Vesk for uh, while the rest of you are finishing your character. That's true. No one will know what we're talking about, I'm just saying. No, I speak not, not the lower life forms. They won't. No, no, that's right. You're the superior species. It's great. That's why I want to come to your planet and, you know, really encourage all of you to invest in some great business opportunities. <laughs> I speak the primitive Vesk as well as Braille. Oh, wow. Wow. How dare you? Uh, you know, <laughs> it's d- it's primitive in the sense that it is an old language. It is a... Uh, it's, so is Latin. There's, there's no dead. reason yeah, to it's, change. There's no reason to change Vesk. It is perfect. Yeah, you know what an old language is? Neanderthal. Is that useful? <laughs> right. Yeah, cave paintings. All these but goodies. Pictograms. Okay, well, let's talk in Babylonian. I think we should. Although just yesterday somebody explained to me the difference between a dead language and an extinct language. Which is? Uh, a dead language is one in... Sorry, an extinct language is one in which there are no speakers. A dead language only means there are no native speakers. So Latin and Greeks, because there are scholars who can speak it as a second language, it is only a dead language and not extinct. Ah, there are thousands of languages on planet Earth. Yes, there are. About four to 5,000, although we lose a few hundred every year and we gain about a few hundred every year. Yeah, my favorite story of that, though, was the uh, the language that was saved from extinction partially by uh, a parakeet. 
they found a 70-year-old <laughs> parakeet that still was speaking words in a language of a tribe that had died about 40 years before. Oh, wow. That's awesome. <laughs> yep. Not like they got the whole language, but they got they had seen sure. something. And they were able to actually get the, the actual like sound of the language from a few words. It was at least linguists were very excited by this. <laughs> I heard another story at one point that there was some language in which there were only two native speakers left alive in the world and the two of them couldn't stand each other. Yeah. So they wouldn't talk to each other in that language. <laughs> um, oh, let me get some more jello. J E L L O. So many choices. Today I learned Palm Freight reopened at some point in the last couple of years. Oh, yeah? Palm Freight. Nice. Yeah, it blew up about the last year I was in New York. I mean, literally, like, the entirety of that block on 7th Street and 2nd Avenue. That's right. Uh, but apparently they've reopened on McDougal Street. I haven't been there in 12 years. I love that place. Well, I used to love it, too, and then it blew up. <laughs> that was obviously the problem that I ran into. There's one in Midtown. I don't know if it's the same one, but there is a Palm Street in Midtown. Yeah, wannabe. No, yeah, okay. Aaron's it looks exactly it. the same. It blew up in 2015, but the a new one opened... Actually, 2016, so I just missed it. So, yeah, well, it's, yeah, it's on McDougal. So. Well, let's yeah. see. Fourth level spells. Greater invisibility. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. You, you, you're right. Mm-hmm. Your level upgrades are so much better. Invisibility greater is quite Greater nice. invisibility expedition. So you can completely vanish from the fight. And so... Run. Improved uh, mirror image. He's looking at every uh, defensive. Well, well, I'm, I'm, I'm actually yeah, Chris, an, can you cast that on another character? Can you cast that on Mo? Oh, it doesn't pressure. matter if you, it's on you. If you can cast that on Mo, greater invisibility is good. I think no, you can. Uh, yeah, can. You should actually cast that on himself, and then he should cast spells while invisible. I get it. But I want you to make an exception so we can see you in case you turn on us. Uh, invisibility greater. I can, one creature in the last one round per level. So ten rounds. And goes on Mo. That's pretty good. I mean, I'm thinking. No, like, it, it doesn't work on Mo. He's the tank. We need the, the monster. I'm kind of thinking invisibility greater and dimension door. Wow, two good defensive spells. Turn invisible Jeez. and then teleport the hell <laughs> away. God. That's it. Uh, it's that's those are great spells. You're absolutely right. Turn invisible and then blink. <laughs> Hey, guys, look over there. Guys, I'm going to cast Mighty Magics now to save you all. I don't know. I mean, there's not that Damage. many to choose from, Damage. to be honest. Damage spells. There's not that many? Well, or crowd control spells is fine. Uh, they so have Wall of Fire, which is meh. That's very, that's very good. It's, yeah. a, it's good in context, but it's not always good. Well, it only does 2d6 damage. I mean, at this that's level. Sometimes, that's well, crap. That's, right. that's, that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's, that's crap. You're right. That's absolutely crap. Like Wall of Earth would be better. You can cut off half right. the room. I mean, that's that wall is of actual force. crowd control or Wall of Force. They do have something that I, I kind of like. It's called Resilient Sphere. Basically, what that is is a Wall of Force sphere around me that protects uh, me think... like, a, like a shell. I can't attack. <laughs> that's out ridiculous. Of yeah, you, you just sit there and look stupid. That, that hamster that. ball of cowardice. Yeah, hamster yeah. ball yeah. of cowardice <laughs> is the correct thing. That's right. It cannot be negated by dispel magic. Casting can... greater vin- invisibility on Mo is very good. That, I, I might actually get attacks of opportunity if that if that were the case. If the monster, you have a crazy spell called Rewire Flesh. It is a save though, but if you fail your save, you're screwed. 
Uh, is there any um, robot anti-robot spells like rust yes. or something? But they're but they're kind of weak. It's like soothing protocol to calm a robot. Yes, that's uh, weak. Yes, you're right. That's weak. Like the this rewire flesh is you can turn someone into a robot. Wait, what? what? Yes. How the, how does that work? You what? reprogram their DNA to painfully rewire the target's biological yeah, uh, functions. Yeah, I mean, I mean, for, I'm, I'm asking a fan. And how did and how did Tuttle not think of it first? <laughs> yeah, to mimic you know, the, the funny old thing is, and process of a robot. The target must succeed you, a will. Do they have to uh, adhere? Do they have to volunteer for this process? Or are you just going to manually no. just go up to them and just okay? Say, okay, everyone, you're all robots. I am now have a robot army. Right, they have okay. to make a saving throw. No, I, it actually I, just... I literally hurts. have never asked a question of how can you polymorph somebody into an elephant. I don't care. That That's magic and that's fine. But I don't believe you can turn someone into a functional machine with wires it's not really and functional. circuits it's, and it's electricity. A, that, I mean, it's a horrific um, abomination, really. Oh, there are ways. You Does don't it want to kill know you? About it, or are there you ways. animate? Are you animate? Right, so are you an animate robot? I can get you a toe. I I'll can tell you, it's a, uh, yeah. <laughs> if you if you if you fail your saving throw, your movement is halved, and you take three d six slashing damage per round as its internal organs shift and transform to become more like the inner components of a robot. Each round, the target can attempt a fortitude save to halve the damage. While the spell is in effect, the target becomes more visibly visibly more robotic. Its voice is tinny and halting. Its movements are jerky, and its face is unmoving and emotionless. The target has flat-footed condition, takes a minus two penalty to all sense motive checks as well as all charisma-based and dexterity skill and ability checks. So for 10 rounds, it takes 3d6 slashing damage, save for half. And that's it. You can't, well, like, okay. that's pretty damn good. I, I'm almost willing to accept this at this point, but at the end of the 10 rounds, are you a robot? Or are you no. debilitated you're, by the spell? I think you're just dead. Did you say 3d6 damage? Yes. For oh, 10 dude. rounds. That's, 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 that's crap. Everything's going to have oh, 10. Everything's going to have 10 hardness. Everything. It's a damage over time. It's three. No, but three D. Well, okay. it's like it's an average right of ten damage per yeah, round. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Save, save that's for crap. Five. That's crap. Well, it's not crap. But it's say like if they make their save, then they then they don't they take nothing that's for cool. a level four spell. That sounds pretty bad. I'm definitely taking invisibility greater. That's that done. Yeah, that's oh, that a wasn't good, a question. Good. We, we knew that you were one taking in. that. That's great. Rusty's that's not going to need that. Tempted to really take animate stuff. dead, but it's weird. I don't know what these zombies do. How long does that last? forever oh oh <laughs> oh that's okay i might not allow that one so, animated oh, until they destroy. i might not allow that not uh will, will these animated but, but think of it as a pet class steve right love. Mm. hold on but steve mm. actually just to make sure we understand uh undead will automatically defer to obeying the highest level undead in their region right yes yeah so you should cast it a lot it yeah. actually has issues. There's issues. Well, first of all, you can't create. You can create up to half of your CR. So CR ten is what I'm at. So I could create a yeah. one end that thing of a CR five or like five CR ones or, but that's pretty weak. And it also costs coal. It costs credits. Yeah, they're gonna die in like two hits too. They would yeah. die so fast. They would. They would. They would get a CR five against a CR eleven. It's. Uh, it's not even it, it, it. There is zero chance they would ever miss. It could be interesting because it is um, is can be used in combat. Like it's like one action to do it. But it's that's also, actually. I mean, even if it takes one hit, that's one hit not on us. I mean, I don't know. I'm actually a fan of that theory. Yeah. 
plus a, it costs a thousand credits times the CR of the ending. Oh, that comes out of your character. That's I, that's yeah, fine. That's the problem. It's a thousand, five thousand credits for a crappy thing. Arcane Eye. Hmm. Oh yeah, it's good, but it gets blocked by doors. Does it go through star metal? Oh no, no. of course not. <laughs> Crap. What's the range on that? Um, planetary. <laughs> That's, that's literally what the range is. Planetary. That wow. Is, that's pretty cool. That's actually pretty freaking cool. Um, that might be... See, yeah, we... I don't know. It's I love... Invisible. That's good for recon. Oh, if it's invisible. It's very good yeah. for recon. That, that, that's, that's good. That's good. It lasts for only one minute per level, though. So it can travel 100 feet per minute. So... Yeah, you cast it once and it goes away. So like, nah, yeah, so like nah, the planetary is kind of like, yeah, planetary, but it's going to run out. I wonder if it's line of sight, if he could cast it from orbit. <laughs> yes. Well, that's the only way to be sure. Um, I think he might be taking invisibility twice or taking some uh, downgrade of spell to get more nah, blasting power. Nah, there's no real downgrade. I have to take something. It's, I have to take another fourth level spell. But oh. there's a, there is good. Okay, I mean, so, there's so my dimension door. Oh, that's not a good spell at all. You'll we'll, we'll never use that spell. Uh, actually, dimension door does come in handy. It is a good group escape, or even just actually pause in the battle. Let's go to the other yeah. side of this wall, well. and we'll deal from there. As long as you're able to bring up to three other people, four if you count cheddar. Yeah, we're counting cheddar. Can't leave them behind. No, I wouldn't want to either. Personal only. What? Dimension Crap. door is personal only? <laughs> Crap. Wow. Oh, no, good. Okay. <laughs> oh, are you serious? God damn it. I actually okay. fell for that. All right. <laughs> All right. I fell for it, yeah. You can bring along objects. As long as the rate doesn't exceed your maximum load, you can bring up to four additional willing or unconscious medium or smaller creatures. Nice. That's the party. And their equipment. So, yeah, it's fine. So, basically, yeah, that is the in the event of an absolute emergency. We all come over and touch uh, Akira. Can you exclude uh, people from that? Yep. Yes, he can if he wants to. He can leave, only, leave you to die. It's got a range of 400 plus 40 per level, so 800 feet. Right. So, you teleport that's to good. the other side of the Okay, that's the a good dungeon. spell. Yeah, it's it's great. I do love me the teleportation. Well, I mean, I'm making not a, a, the fact he's going to run away and leave us to die. But at the same time, yeah, no, Dimension Door is its toolkit. It's basic, you know, uh, you know. Dungeon it also kind of does a similar thing to the teleportation puck. Right. So now that Jason's paying attention, uh, Mo and uh, Kira, now that your two are invisible, I want you to know that my stealth is 17. So honestly, Dr. Tuttle is the only one that's going to stay there to die. Yep, pretty much. He will have an upgraded cheddar to protect him. There you go. Actually, Cheddar level 10. I'm looking forward to meeting This is actually a boring level for the drone. I mean, unless yeah. Steve is making changes that I don't know about. Oh, really? Yeah, the even levels tend to be boring for the drone. Oh. Just like hit points and saves and stuff. See, they see they have this uh, system. Spells are not as good in a lot of ways. Because like this, okay, there's usually if a spell has a hit requirement, then it doesn't necessarily have a saving throw. But here there's a bunch of spells that are like you need to hit and then they get saved. It's like. Yeah, yeah it sucks. And then they do about as much damage as any other weapon, right? Yeah, pretty much. I, I do like this rewire flash idea, but it is, I think that Dimension Door could be yeah, yeah. safer. Oh, and I got another second level spell. So let's see where Rusty's bluff is at. Uh, plus 22. Okay. And my sense motive is plus 23. 
Uh, roll it twice, take the lower of them. Uh, I, I subtract one of your die rolls. I take a feat. <laughs> Can you actually do that? No. <laughs> Damn it. I, I would have been very impressed. That would have been a nice. Ah, unless you have a studied Capoferro, oh, which I have. Yeah, no, that's a great little repast. All right. I have. I think I took regular invisibility. I think I need to get rid of that. Actually, I, think I'm, I, think, I think I'm allowed to get rid of spells, aren't I? How does that work? Yeah, you can look. You can replace like one spell when you level up, I think. Maybe more, but at least one, I think. All right, second level spell. This interests me right away. Command undead. Interesting. Ooh, do we know any undead that we can just command to do your bidding? Yes. So that was a lot of degree of control. Oh my god, that rusty, you might be in trouble. That would be so funny. I can give you suggestions. <laughs> if you fail your will save. Bob is quiet. The, the problem is it's an opposed charisma check. It can be a problem. He can roll a one. Well, if he's an unintelligent undead, he gets no saving throws, so that could apply here. Unintelligent undead, no save. It's mindless. Go there, stand still, fight. I hope they do come out with more spells someday. You guys are still there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm the one holding everything. I got I get a lot. All I right. That's a lot. Well, I mean, now it's getting too late, but probably. Well, but on the plus side, actually. Steve, you're actually going to get all the level 10 characters. Like, no, I don't mind. I actually would rather have a relaxing evening after everything that's been going on this week. So, How do I send this character to you, Steve? To print it as a PDF. Uh, you can't do that anymore. You can. I can print anything as a PDF. The functionality isn't there anymore. Oh, the functionality might not be there, but you can still do it. Uh, that stat block that I sent you isn't good enough? Yeah, you can print. We'll figure it out. Yeah, you can print. Well, I print it goes straight to the computer. Uh, the printer doesn't. There's no window that comes up that says. Hold on, I'll show you where to do it. Are you able to print out on PDF, guys? I I, I can't do it. Uh, it downloads now. It's a new feature, not a bug. It downloads it into like five files. Yeah, that's the irritating part. It's several different files. Oh well, in a zip. It's all actually kind of annoying. I preferred when it just actually showed up as another tab in my browser. Yeah, I like it. Just, yeah, you download us. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll get I'll send it right now. All right. Well, at any rate, uh, Steve, thank you for running. So there you go. You got to listen to a little bit of behind the scenes of what it's like when we're just sitting around and talking and leveling up our characters and figuring out loots and so forth. I usually keep some of this in because a lot of people seem to like it. I usually don't keep quite this much in it. Also, we very, very rarely actually level up our characters together. This has only happened maybe once or twice. Usually everyone does it offline and then we meet up and we talk about what we leveled. But this was one of those cases where I kind of just forgot to tell everyone to level up. So we just did it um, right there on the spot. I didn't want to cancel the game. And again, it turned out to be a perfect opportunity. It was just coincidence that um, it turned out to be uh, episode number 100. But I'm curious. I might have a contest to see when people think we're going to actually finish this podcast. We are exactly halfway through book five. Maybe actually that's not true. I'll say we're exactly two thirds of the way through book five. So we still have a third of book five to go. And then we have all of book six. Book six moves along pretty fast. 
So I don't know, you know, we're averaging about 22 episodes or so per book. So if you figure that out, we're up to, you know, if you figure 22 plus like another seven. So yeah, what do you know? I said 130. So I'm going to, so that's 129, but I'm going to still say, I'll say 130. That's my guess. Uh, I'm curious to see what you guys think. I actually don't know where we're going to end up because I have a feeling the last few episodes I'm going to make longer than usual to make them fully epic and to have the full recap of everything that occurs when we get to the end. I also am going to have a few special episodes that I'm planning to mix in there. So I'm probably going to be off. I'm going to tell you that right now, but I'm going to still stick with my 130 guests. Let me know what you guys think uh, when you think we're going to finish up the show. As for the fall of Plague Stone, that one is also going along swimmingly. Unfortunately, I'm doing the math and I have a bad feeling that the fall of Plague Stone and Dead Sons are going to end almost exactly at the same time, which is both great and horrible in that all of a sudden we're going to go from playing two games simultaneously to zero games simultaneously. Although I do have a plan, I'm definitely going to run some more Pathfinder 2nd Edition after Fall of Plague Stone. I don't know if it's going to be Eric Mona's new adventure or the next Adventure Path, which sounds awesome. Plus, I made all the monsters in the second book. And who doesn't want to actually fight PCs with your own monsters? And it wasn't just one or two, it was like all of them. So it's going to be awesome. But with that, I'm going to get to the show notes real quick. As you know, everyone knows, new podcasts every Tuesday, every Friday. Do subscribe to us on iTunes and Android and Spotify. And now Jason is going to be changing his column on Talking Combat and Talking Plague Stone, I believe, on Monday and Thursday. That way there's going to be something every day of the week. On Monday, you have Talking Combat. On Tuesday, you have the Fall of Plague Stone podcast. On Thursday, you have Talking Plague Stone, and then on Friday, you have Dead Sons Podcast, which leaves Wednesday, but Wednesday's been great. That's when I've been putting out interviews and any special episodes, so that works out perfectly. Every day of the week is covered, and as you know, we've been having a ton of interviews, so almost every single Wednesday, I've been putting out a special episode, and that is probably going to continue for quite a while, because there's a lot of people who want to continue to talk about past. Pathfinder 2nd Edition and Starfinder now that they're hitting the road running, so to speak. So do look for lots more interviews in the near future. Also, do check out the Discord if you guys want to play some games. If anyone wants to run anything, let me know. You can run things. You don't have to just sign up to actually play with other people. If you actually want to run a game, you can, well, run anything you want. People are running Plague Stone. People are running Pathfinder and Starfinder Society. People are even running other game systems. Do check us out on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Do check out the Reddit channel. If you want to talk, you can do a little bit of talking there. Do check out our Patreon. I do have to let people sit in and listen to the show. I have to do that very, very soon. And also, do check out the website. We have tons of reviews on the website. Every single hardcover book is going up on our website where we're going to be posting reviews. And now... It's going to be nothing but hardcover books, because that's the way Paizo is going. And finally, do be on the lookout for the Pathfinder 2nd Edition Quest 1-01A. That's right, quite a mouthful. 
That is The Sandstone Secret by Linda Zayas Palmer. The craziest adventure you will ever hear, bar none. I promise you, when you listen to this thing, and if you don't tell me that that was the craziest thing you've ever heard, I'll give you your money back. That's right. That's how crazy this adventure is going to be. I hope to finish it by this Wednesday. I don't know if I'm going to make it. I think it's really long because it was only supposed to be an hour long because it's a quest. But I know we went way past our deadline and it just went over by a mile. So I haven't even looked at it. I have a bad feeling it's going to be like two, two and a half hours long. And that's going to take me a long time to edit. But be on the lookout for that in the near future. And then finally, once again, everyone who stuck with me and have stuck with 100 episodes, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. If you have any ideas on how to make the podcast better, how to make the website, you name it, you let me know. We're always here taking your ideas trying to make everything better it is a community after all i'm always very very receptive to anything you might say or want so with that give me your guesses on how many episodes you think this is going to go to and maybe we'll give out a prize who knows but for now i'll see and talk to you next week in episode 101 You've been listening to Roll for Combat, a Starfinder actual play podcast. If you have a question or comment for the show, please visit us at RollForCombat.com or drop us a line at contact at RollForCombat.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, Discord, and other social media platforms. been listening to Roll for Combat. Until next week, always remember Chatter's motto, Beating Protocol Engaged. <laughs>